Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. It has been quite a while since we have had a podcast episode. So I want to start this podcast episode with a little bit of an update, a little bit of an explanation, and then we'll hop into the topic I have for this week, which I really hope helps everybody that is trying to think through this particular topic. So before I get too far into that, a little update where I've been. Um, Life kind of just happened. There was a lot of things that happened at once. Things got very, very busy. And I also um, help run a summer camp for kids and that happened. So I was in the woods camping for a week and kind of have been trying to get back into my normal routines ever since. Um, and just things have just been so busy. It's been a bit of a balance trying to find normal routines again, but it was really fun. It was really great. Um, I always enjoy the week of camp and seeing the kids enjoy being in the woods and being in nature and all of that. So that was really fun. That's mostly what started a little bit of a time off from the podcast and my channel, if you also watch my channel. And then outside of that, there's just been a lot of things happening in life. And some of it's just being busy with work. Some of it's just things we're working on figuring out. Um, Nothing I can really share yet, but those things kept us busy also. And I didn't want to just make a podcast episode or make a video just to make one, I wanted to do the best I could and still continue my hopeful trend of always bettering the episodes and yeah, delivering the best I can. And so I didn't want to rush it. I didn't want to just jump into it. I didn't want to just upload anything. So I decided to wait till the right moment. I decided to take my time and now I'm back and hopefully we will be back to our normally scheduled programming. All that being said, I want to talk today about growth hormones. More specifically, or more accurately, it is called human growth hormones. Um, It is a treatment that can be done when normal growth is not happening on its own. So, of course, this is a very important and relevant topic for Turner syndrome because there are many girls that are treated with human growth hormones when they begin not growing at a normal or healthy rate. And that is a kind of early on decision that you have to make about your care. It's a decision that is very individual and very personal. Everybody will have a different response to it. And Honestly, there's not really a right or wrong answer as to whether or not you should take growth hormones. Um, Just to give my history with this, I did not take growth hormones at all. Um, They were offered 
and my height and my growth rate was monitored very, very closely from what I have heard. I never actually fell off the normal height and weight charts. Um, so okay, actually, as a Turner syndrome patient, you can be compared to two different charts. One is the normal height and weight chart for just your average doesn't have any influencing factors chart. So you'll see where you are in the trend of the general population. And then there's a Turner syndrome growth chart where you will see where you land in the Turner syndrome population. I never fell off the normal chart of the general population. I never fell off that. I was always and still am at the very, very bottom of the normal height chart, but I never fell off of it. With that and just kind of not seeing any particularly concerning signs, um, my parents made the decision to kind of let that take its natural course and I did not take any growth hormones. I ended up being, well, I like to say four foot 11, and a half. Um, if if I wear shoes, I'm basically at five feet. Um, but that is where I landed without growth hormones on my own. The average Turner syndrome woman, I believe, can land between four eight and four ten without. Now again, those are averages. Those are statistics. That does not mean there's an exact height you're going to reach. Um, there are also girls, especially those that are mosaic, that have reached 5'1 or 2, even 5'3 on their own. So you want to be careful. Um, it's, it's something that there's multiple factors to consider with. So given those bits of information, I wanted to talk about some of the things that I feel like are important to consider when you're trying to answer this question. The point of this episode will not be to tell you whether or not you yourself personally should take growth hormones or your child should take growth hormones. However, I do hope what I am able to share in this episode helps you kind of think things through and helps you maybe navigate that decision wherever you may land with that decision. And I want to kind of use my story and some other stories that I have heard and gotten to learn from to also speak into some of the things to think about. So first off, what the timing of growth hormone treatments usually looks like is young child. Um, usually they start treatments, I mean, I've heard anywhere from seven or eight to starting them at like 10 or 11. Um, so I do think there's a range of ages they can be started at. I, I don't think there's any specific way to determine what age without looking at the specific case. So 
I don't want to go too deep into that, but I know there's a very wide age range I've heard of people starting treatments. So it can start very young or go right up through till the start of puberty. And I've even heard about it going a little into puberty where um, hormone replacement therapy is actually delayed to give more time for growth hormone treatments. So the other aspect of things that I learned from hearing all the stories I've gotten to hear is that when you do growth hormone treatments, if you are if you are at the age where you are very close to puberty, they will not start hormone replacement therapy to help you either start or continue through or finish puberty until after they finish the growth hormone treatments. So because of the differing hormones you're working with, you actually don't want to have them going on at the same time from my understanding. So that is something that you'd want to anticipate. Um, That's something to think about. That's something that would be a part of the plan and to expect. Um, That's been very consistent in all of the stories I've heard. So there's that. Um, And I do think there's also a good aspect of things to think ahead about with how you would go about the treatments. So hormone treatments is an injection. It is an injection. From my understanding, it's daily. Um, That may vary. So don't quote me on that or take that as exact or anything. But I think it's at least most days you're doing an injection and it would be at home. It would be not something you went to the doctor for. Necessarily, you would do it at home. Um, So navigating that is something that I know I would want to be prepared for, whether it was as the child or as the parent, Um, just knowing to expect that, knowing that that's what that's going to look like, anticipating having that as part of the routine. The other aspect of hormone treatments is weighing the pros and cons for the benefits that you'll get out of it versus the potential for side effects. So we all know all of the treatments that we receive have some level of side effects and potential for those side effects. And anytime we're making a medical decision about what to do, we have to weigh those benefit costs and weigh the costs against the benefits and decide whether that risk is worth it. For this, I think this is another huge part where it becomes, well, this is the key part that it becomes an individual case-by-case decision as far as what could be best for you. If you are seeing growth at maybe not an ideal rate, a rate that you would like to see, but one that is not substantially low and the anticipated benefits and the height that would be gained from doing treatments is not as great, that may not be something that that's worth 
the whole process of doing the injections and all of that. If, if there is significant need for assistance with growth and there would be huge height gains that could be made by doing the treatments, that is a scenario where I think it is very, very worth it. I think this is also something that crosses classic and mosaic. This is one that you cannot broadly apply just by categorizing yourself as mosaic or classic with whether or not you should get the growth hormone treatments. I am classic. I did not get growth hormone treatments. I have people I know that are mosaic that did. And that is just another scenario where you can't use those two categories to define what it's going to look like. There are many others we've talked about, but this is no exception to that. Regardless of your karyotype, this will be something that you really need to pay attention to your growth rate and how that is going to really know whether it's something you need to seriously consider or not, or what benefits could outweigh any potential cost for doing those treatments. This goes with anything, but I feel like particularly with growth hormones, it's it's a pretty significant part of the question. Are you going to have enough enough of a height difference from doing those treatments to make it worth it? And that is something that you really have to look at your own individual case and situation. Now, typically this happens in much younger kids. This will start pretty significantly young. However, I have heard stories where girls got the treatments in their teens and they they were taking the treatments pretty late into their teens. So this is also something that if the age is going to change that answer, that's something to consider too. What age are you looking at doing this in and what does that bring to the table for what the picture would look like and how you might handle it? Um, I think that's a very, very important part of the question too. And just individually for the patient, needles are not a fun thing. So the other aspect of it is how would that be tolerated to get through those treatments? Um, and that's another individual thing. This is all very individual, but really important parts for everybody to consider when you're answering this question. So I know that it kind of feels like a cop-out to say it's an individual decision. It's an individual decision. You really have to look at your own case. But I try to redirect back to that so much because it's so important to remember what one person chose has no guarantee of being the right choice for you. And there are very few other conditions where that's that much a part of the situation. And I think that's really important to remember. It is not something you can broad stroke it and land in a good place. 
and particularly with growth hormones, there are serious benefits and costs to weight. It's it's a pretty tricky balance to find as far as making that decision. You know, it's it's not a simple, it's not always a simple question to answer. So I want to be really careful in reminding you guys that I do not claim to know the answer for everybody, and I am not going to prescribe an answer for everybody. These are just things that you really want to think about as you're making this decision. And I've heard so many great success stories with growth hormones that is incredible, and it just makes me even more grateful for all of the treatment options we have today because things weren't always like that. There weren't always all of the options we have today. And especially in the hormone replacement therapy and growth hormone area of things, there's been so much amazing advancement and growth in the research and just amazing strides made to better the treatments. I actually have a friend who was in some of the first trials for the growth hormone treatments. And it's really cool hearing those stories. And it's just such an incredible reminder for me that I am really lucky to even have this option. Like for that to have even been a question my parents could get asked if they wanted me to have growth hormone treatments to help me grow better just having that as an option is such a blessing and so incredible to be able to say we have that option. And the same goes for everything. I don't want to take lightly that that option is there and it is an amazing option. But I also think it's something everybody has to answer for themselves. And all that said to hopefully help you kind of bullet point your head as you're thinking things through some different elements that you want to at least make sure of or maybe ask some questions about or just think ahead and prepare for or kind of mentally prepare for. So I hope this was helpful. I know I don't have a huge wide experience with the growth hormone treatments to give much more detailed information. If more information would be helpful, I could definitely try to to work on that for a future podcast. If you guys have more questions you'd like answered or things like that, I could maybe have somebody come on that would know more. Um, But I hope this was a good starter one. I hope this was a good kind of starting off point for you. And if you have anything that you would like to add, I would love to hear your thoughts. Let me know. And I can try to get that information out to share it with others too. So I hope this was helpful. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor. And if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. 
Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out, and I will see you guys in the next episode.